We're talking effortlessly always. We're talking effortlessly always. We'll even brighten up your day. We're talking effortlessly always. Hey, y'all. This is Talking Effortlessly Always, a podcast where we talk about real topics, real issues from a real perspective. I am a key. Hey, y'all. I'm Lo. And together we are talking effortlessly always, a.k.a. T. topic for today is going to be the stigma of being a black man in America and we actually have a special guest and um let me introduce our special guest his name is Adonis he's an artist amongst so many other things he's very talented in different um different things but he's also my brother-in-law and I'm just so happy to have him on our show because he's self-educated and he's very knowledgeable about so many things. And I just love to hear his uh, point of view on things. So we want to welcome him to the show. And of course, Lo, how you doing today? Hey, everyone. I'm doing good. Just another day in the in the world i'm just trying to stay focused and stay 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 you know stay true to myself (laughs) and i'm also sipping on a matcha latte while we're talking so what you sipping on today i'm sipping on some black tea since we talking about black lives (laughs) (laughs) stupid yeah i have me a, a vegan um protein shake with some fruits in it and honey and cinnamon oh that sounds actually good yeah, Sounds healthy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Donna's be putting us on to the vegan life. Yeah. For real. Oh, yeah, I got some kale in there. That kale go right in there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so let's get right ba- right into it then, because we got a lot to talk about today. Mm-hmm. 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 So, Adonis, just tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about yourself. Um, whatever you want to share. Okay, uh, well, um, my name is Adonis Edmond, and uh I'm from Beaumont, Texas. Um, I'm happily married to my wife of 15 years. We've been together 22 years. Black love. Um, yeah, black love, baby, at its finest. And uh, and uh, we have uh, three boys and two girls. And I'm just happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming. Mm-hmm. And I heard you said you had three boys, so this this is definitely mm-hmm. definitely a a, a a a close to home topic today for sure. Oh, absolutely, 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 absolutely. So, um, of course, it, everything uh, that's going on in the world with COVID and George Floyd situation. The next question I want to ask you guys is what makes George George Floyd's situation more unique from all the other situations or cases of police brutality for you guys? Adonis, you definitely, since you're the guest, you definitely go first for sure. Okay, no problem. Um, Yeah, I think um, this is one of many um, murders that's been taking place. And um, I think the difference that made this, this, this make people move and just draw so much attention because we've really seen him tortured 
you know, mm-hmm. it was beyond just murder. And I mean, for someone to 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 be tortured until they have no more life, I mean, I think any human being, regardless to what religion, ethnicity, or anything, should have, you know, be moved by this. And if they're not, it's this empathy that they lack, you know. So um, I think this one really hit home for a lot of people, and it's bringing out. I mean, it's 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 uh, galvanized people to to really just out, you know, to to action, to really just uh, get out and let people know, hey, this is really going on, because for a long time we had no voice. It was like if you talk about this type of thing, it was almost like you know, they put it in the category of uh, of you being uh, maybe a conspiracy uh, theorist or something like that, you know. But no, this is something this is this is going on every day, and it's a real threat to every black person. Mm-hmm. So, right. I think, yeah. So I think people are coming out, and it's it's it's, it's a lo- and I'm learning a lot as well. Mm-hmm. You know, watching how the world has um, just come together and. You know, you see a lot of other stuff, but uh, it's just beautiful to see. I mean, people all over the world mm-hmm. that's that's impacted by this. You know, it's, it really shows how more humane the world is. Brilliant. Yeah, especially like the um, people in Iowa. A lot of Caucasian yeah. people actually are standing up. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's. I mean, I get chills. I got chills seeing that because it was mostly all Caucasian people and they were standing up because they actually see that this is a real issue and they're part of the problem. And And it changed me. It changed you? Yeah, because it made me feel, for a long time, I always felt like it was us against the world, not just whites, Chinese, because racism is all over the world. Mm -hmm. And I always felt like it was us against the world. And when you look out and see so many people uh, just showing love and, and and saying, hey, this this is not right. Uh, it makes me feel like no, it's it's, it's us against racism. It's us. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the world against racism because not everybody feel that way, you know. So I, it, it kind of made me have uh, a more sense of hope that uh, people actually care. Like a shift. Yeah, it made you kind of have a, a shift. Like a shift. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I felt the yeah. same way. I was like that that. That spoke volumes. Like you said, people yeah. around the world uh, actually pointing it out, showing that they are wrong and everybody, it takes everybody to change some things right. for right. this. And it's, I feel like the world is shifting. Like COVID mm-hmm. helped it, helped the shift. Uh, George Floyd and even just all of the, the things that were televised showing how, and people, cause when you see it- it's extreme there you go yeah sometimes you you need that extreme to wake you up just like an alarm clock Mm -hmm. an alarm clock is not peaceful and no it's it's annoying to wake you up to a new consciousness you know so i think this extreme um level of things and uh george uh, floyd's murder was so brutal and and it 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 just it was that shock that the world needed to see because this been going on yeah but the world needed to see something that that really shocks them to 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 really bring out the new side you know exactly Mm -hmm. and and um because you can't ignore it so by yeah you can't ignore it ignore it. it could not be ignored anymore Lo, do you have any other uh question do you have a question 
Um, well, I just wanted to add on to what you guys were saying. Like, I think that it definitely caused the shift for sure. But the thing about it is the video to me is the reason why all this is happening. I Without that video and it was just words behind it like it's been words for so many other years there would have been no changes i.e the i i have to bring up brianna taylor i feel like if there was video of her murder i feel like maybe that would have caused caused enough movement but because there was not and it was just hit heat sort of like he say she say in a sense that's i think where that 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 case lacked because there was no video Right. But according right. to like a uh, with the George Floyd whole situation, I personally I can't even watch the video. Like I see certain parts of it, I, and I, I can't watch no more. I'm with you. I don't even yeah, want to see I'm it. I don't want to hear the part when yeah. he calls for his mom. I don't want to see none of that because it's just so disturbing. Like I just prefer not to even see it. So I can't yeah, even imagine. I, I felt the same way. Um, I saw a little bit, but I, I just didn't want to put that type of. Um, vision in my mind right. because I'm, I'm already I don't ask that question anymore I don't have to see any more slave movies or see the the bondage some people do because they're unaware but I feel like um, I, I don't need to see these things anymore because I can only imagine how deep that that rabbit hole goes mm-hmm. when it comes down to the brutality I can only imagine so um, I understand that so I don't need to I'm, I'm convinced right right mm-hmm. okay um well, you spoke about Breonna Taylor. Um, like you said, I really feel like since it didn't have a video, it, it didn't make it as um, as prominent, blown, right? Yeah, blown open, blown up, and people didn't really take as much action. So that's why. But I think that her situation was on the same level as floyd's you right know? wait so absolutely because before brianna taylor or was it after i'm trying i don't know my my timeline is correct but was it when was ahmaud arbery's um murder was it after brianna taylor i'm not 100 sure on that i don't but... remember i think it might have been after i don't know but i feel like all three of these things happening so quick like it was like baking yeah. a cake first, first it was brianna taylor you done added a little a little vanilla extract in it then the uh, the, the uh, ahmaud arbery situation you didn't added the eggs to it it was just a stirring pot and then i yeah. feel like when it hit the ahmaud arbery situation there was video so that was like stirring it up stirring it up and then this situation it just really made it overflow because it brought it to life yep. you know people hear about these things and um but it brings it to life and when people see it you know you could say um you can know something happened a murder happened but when you actually see it in real time the real uh cry out the real emotions that happen uncut these crimes wrong then it, it it brings it to life right you know? and people don't even think that this, the, the stuff that they go through like oh you, you don't you realize what's what's happening <laughs> Yeah, these things are brutal, right? And I'm, I mean, I know people talk about cell phones and we always have them in our hands, but like without those videos, there's no telling where we would be. So, I'm t- I, like, this cell phone footage, this era of the cell phones and recording everything, granted, it's annoying and it's like, oh my god, you stay with your phone in your hand, but in this, in the same breath, like, these phones are clearly needed mm-hmm. to, to because to, it's giving us a chance to tell exactly. our story because back in the days everything that we 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 got was from the, the media everything that we knew all the news even our entertainers they gave it to us from what we saw on tv you know so nowadays people have access to be able to show themselves so now 
uh, we become the news. The people can tell their yep. story. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some stories that I hear I hear about on, through social media before I even hear it from the news. It's me too. So they're losing their voice, and now we're being able to tell our story and being able people people being able to see the truth. I won't be surprised. I will not be surprised if there some kind of law comes out where murders or anything like that before it can be like there might be some kind of law. You could be breaking a law by uploading, you know, a murder or something without reporting it first. Or you know what I'm saying? Like there, I'm sure this coming. I'm sure it's coming. But I think a lot of people can upload these things um, with, I mean, anonymously, and that would violate your constitutional right, though, because that's like freedom of speech, kind of. You know what I mean? But in the yeah. same breath, also, it could have, it could be, it could be freedom of speech. But in the same breath, like, i.e., the whole situation with Kobe Bryant when he passed away, how the video footage was aired before Vanessa Bryant had a chance to even know about it or hear about it. She's suing because of that, because of that breach of breach of confidentiality. So it could be well, what she's if suing the news? I don't know who she's suing. I, I have to look more into the story, but I'm just saying, like, as far as like the whole thing with George Floyd, George Floyd. What if it was a situation where the family was like, we, we didn't appreciate this video making it out? Like, but nobody have control of that because I mean, you know, you have people with these phones and they can do what they they want want to do with them. You know, they gonna upload uh, upload things as they please. So, I mean, that's that's a part of. It. I mean, every everybody have. So yeah. that's a hard thing. That's a hard thing to tackle. Now I can see the news because that's to the public, but um, to individuals, I mean, they go viral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes live as it's happening. Oh yeah, as it's, yeah, and absolutely. Right. So, I mean, I just I just see it coming though. There's gonna be some kind of they're gonna put but some, in a way, something. I mean, in. That's a good thing in a way because it it, it, it shines a light on on in real time and what this world right. look like. You know, because mm-hmm. so many people, they their narrative about the world is uh, built solely on what they see on the news and from a small amount of information that they've been able to see. And that information has been contrived to, to make them think a certain way. So when you see all these different videos, you get to see what the world really looks like. You know, yeah. Really and it can't. Right. You know? In all in its beauty and in its ugly. Yeah, that's true. And it can't be chopped and screwed and edited. And then, you know, and then talking about the the um, uh, the case with Ahmaud Arbery, I, I know that the guy that initially uploaded the video uploaded it because he thought that it was going to help his friends. He thought it was going to like make his show yeah, his yeah. friends being innocent and what really happened. And it's and that just shows how white privilege works, because he thought that recording a black man's death and his two friends committing it was going to help his friends out. Why would you ever think that? Like, why would you ever think that yeah. that what your friends was doing was right? Like, no. That's how ignorant he was. That's ignorance. Yeah, that's 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 ignorance at, at, at its finest. I mean, you're proven to be a culprit with the video, with you um, following this guy. So, um, but that shows you how mm-hmm. bold that these people can be mm-hmm. because, and they're bold for a reason. I mean, for me, when you say change, we can't just look at um george floyd and then and get justice for the cops that that did what they did we gotta go back to these these other victims that's right here because a lot of stuff we can't go back because everybody's dead and gone you know uh, a lot of cases but to see change i mean this these things just happen we need to go back and look at these things and charge the people that um we know mm-hmm. we're guilty mm-hmm. yeah and i think that 
that is that's changed. That's that. I wonder if that's gonna so happen. It don't just start. They got making up to do. Yeah, they got making up to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I have another question. Uh, I wanted us to talk about like, well, mainly Adonis to talk about. <laughs> Tell us about his experience <laughs> with racism and how it affects uh, your your life and the way you raise your children, especially your uh, young black kings, man. Yeah, um, I'm gonna start with asking y'all uh, have have you have y'all ever dealt with it? Um, you yes, I dealt with racism yeah. a lot, especially um, in my field because it's not that I'm an mm-hmm. environmentalist. If people don't know um and what that consists of is like trying to put in place different uh methods and procedures to save the environment like you know recycling Mm -hmm. making sure we're not polluting things like that so most of my jobs are kind of like in that realm and safety as well so um Mm -hmm. i had racism mainly in my job because it's mostly a um caucasian um enriched field yes field of study mm-hmm. so whenever I go I'm always usually the only black person and then a lot of the time I'm the only woman as well mm. so they kind of like try to uh, intimidate me and make me feel like I'm not knowledgeable and like I got this job just because I'm black and a woman you know Wow. so yeah I've experienced it wow. Wow. What about uh, you, love? I, to be honest, I have not. I have, wow. I have not. I can't think of a time where I felt I was being stereotyped or looked at because of my color mm-hmm. or the fact that I was a woman. I, I haven't. I don't. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's now that I think about it, I have not. Okay. okay. Interesting. Yeah. No, I, I just asked because uh, I mean, I know I, I have, and as a, when I was young, man, I, I didn't even know what was going on. You know, and the more and more I grew. Uh, that's when I started to notice it because I mean I was young I did I, I didn't know I was being treated this way um not just with white people but with black mm. people too yeah. so um but growing up I just thought that's 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 what it was you know but um as I grew older and started to understand and started to have a certain uh, poise for myself and a bottom line the way I would allow anybody to treat me um then I started to see it and then when I started to educate myself as far as our history and to get a certain um, point of reference of um, where I was as far as uh, my relationship with society. And um, I learned a lot and, and it really started to show. Um, I've, I've dealt with it indirectly mm-hmm. and directly. You know? So um, um, I try to, t- I, for me, I, I try to keep myself away from even situations you know, I try to stay in my, 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 my little bubble. I don't want to even have any dealings with police officers. I, I, I don't, I'm to myself, you know, so, um, but everybody doesn't live like me. And even in that little small world that I put myself in, I still have, I still worry and I still have to deal with it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, examples of times, um, I remember one time I was putting some tire shine on my uh, car and I'm, you know, it goes on white. And it, 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 it melts off and it's, it's, it's shiny. But uh, they had a car, a white lady sitting in a car and she just sitting there. And uh, 
and I already knew what she was doing. I'm like, this lady is calling the police. And I'm, as I'm tiring, I mean, putting dressing on the tires. So I took the keys out. I'm like, well, I'm gonna just hit the alarm to let her know she should have enough sense to know that if I can on the alarm that I'm the mm-hmm. owner of this vehicle. So I did that. And she still sat there for a minute and then it dawned on her, I guess, and she pulls up, oh my God, I'm sorry, I was calling the police and I thought that you were spray painting those um, those wheels. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I thought that was kind of, I'm like, wow. <laughs> but um, So she was a Karen, mind, she was a Karen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, 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 and in her mind, maybe for her to even pull up and apologize and maybe to her, that was a, a, a good judgment but for me, it was like, it was a sign of, she didn't even realize that that, that she was profiling me. She didn't even realize mm-hmm. that because of the narratives that play on TV. And I'm not saying that this woman was an outright racist, but in some sense, um, the way we're programmed, it's, 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 it's in your mm-hmm. subconscious mind. So I think that just from seeing, it's, 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 I mean, it's dark and I may forgot to add that. It's probably like seven o'clock, so the sun is down. Um, so for her to see the sun is down and this black man is spraying something on a vehicle going on white, the first thing for her attention to avert to was a crime, mm-hmm. you know, so which made her act that way. And um, that's a part of, uh, you know, the racism, you know, um, I've been, guns been pulled on me from uh, by police, um, yeah. but and I, I mean, when I was young, I didn't even think that was not normal. I thought that was normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, um, as well as uh, at work, you know, I've watched this stuff go on and on and on, which I actually uh, was in a lawsuit about that, you know, and actually won that. So, mm-hmm. um, oh yeah, so it's everywhere, man. It's everywhere. And I try to teach my sons, you know, to just stay clear of it. It's, it's hard to try to be the best that you can be when a lot of your uh, energy is averted to trying to stay safe and trying to watch out trying for, to be al- trying to stay life. alive yeah trying to stay alive so what's yes. your son yes. what, what are their ages uh my oldest son he's uh, 17 about to be 18 in september um his name is adonis jr then i have um my middle son he's um 15 about to be 16 then uh his name is akis and uh my youngest is elijah and he's so you have boys that are about to start driving so have you had the talk with them or have what have you told them about like driving and getting pulled over by the cops well um one thing i try to uh, stay transparent with my children so when it comes down to talks a lot of talks we have in conversations that i know that they're listening to so um a lot of these things we openly have discussions about so they're aware of um um, with my son, we actually had like a, a incident not too long ago where, it, but it was a good learning experience for him. He wanted to go to Lumberton, not Lumberton, was Liberty City. And it's, it's a kind of racist city, you know. And um, he wanted to go there at seven o'clock at night to play basketball in the park with his cousins. And he's leaving the house at seven and it takes 45 minutes to get there. And I explained to him, no, that uh, I don't think that is, that's a good idea especially with what's going on and then just how it is. I'm like, you, you, those things you, you can't do. And he didn't get it. He was like, well, I'm not going there to make trouble. I'm just going there. I'm going to stay inconspicuous. And I'm like, man, look at the color of your skin, mm-hmm. you, you know? So it was, um, 
and he he really didn't understand it, and and we we got in a, a good argument. But after George Floyd, he looked we we talked about it again, and he looked at me, and, and I could see he was like, I, I see what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah, with my sons, it's it's trying to it's 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 almost hard because you're trying to teach them to be um, strong men, but sometimes when you have to tell them to avoid the police or tell them to, it's almost making them inferior and I don't want to get to the point where it's like um, I begin to sound like a racist like no you can't go to number 10 and play basketball because you black boy. <laughs> you <know>? yeah. <laughs> so I have to find that, that that line where it's you know you want to be smart but at the same time you know um, I'm raising you to be a king and have to have a, a voice of a lion but I want you to be smart as well and, and stay clear of these uh, right. these incidents. Well, know? I think yeah. that I really like the way how you handled the situation with the uh, with the car and the the tires because mm-hmm. by you, like you said, clicking the alarm, you were using your mind. Even though this situation mm-hmm. upset you, you didn't allow that energy to uh, make you react. You were actually. Right. But in real time, sometimes um, I, I, emotionally, I, I, it didn't make me angry. Um, it, it's like a lot of the stuff I didn't even realize what happened until after it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Well, I like I said, I feel like you were proactive because, like you said, when you hit the alarm, that made you. Yeah, you Absolutely. you were proactive about the situation. Even with your son, you were proactive about the situation, and that's very important to be proactive because you know how the world is mm-hmm. right because um, right. you have to give these young men um um a, you have to paint the picture of the reality out there you know a, a lot of people like to treat their kids like i know i want them to grow up and have their childhood but at the same time i'm raising children to be men i'm raising boys to be men and women uh young girls to be women so in, in doing that i have to paint the picture of the game that they're going to be playing once they, you know, on their own. And actually, they're in it now. Mm-hmm. So not they're, they're in it now. So I would like for them to understand what it looks like out there. And um, at the same time, you know, you know to be happy that, that don't, don't, don't just let it consume your happiness. Don't let it consume um, that life is beautiful. The other side of polarity is it, it is it is beautiful right i have a son my son is 15 and he's about to be 16 in july and like he thinks i am like super overprotective like i'm like mom he's like mom why can't i do and i just you know it's just i I just can't i just feel like i can protect them from the world by keeping them in the house and i know that's not the right way but it's just so scary though so scary it's, it's scary i deal with that all the time because uh I mean, my son wants to go with his cousins. He wants to be out. And at the same time, I'm like, when I was a kid, um, we were just going and going and going. And uh, I, I don't want to be a parent to over, to you know, to, but but as a parent, you want to, you can't, you can't. Be overprotective. Um, yeah. From everything. Yeah, yeah. Like a flower, you got to let it, you got to let it grow, you know. So, but at the same time, man, especially I'm asking myself right now, um, it's not like it was when I was a kid, you know. But so me sheltering him, I don't think I'm I'm overreacting. I think right now it's called for that right, right. now. Right. You're conforming with the times, basically. Right, right, right. Right, right. I hope I am. Right. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, Lord, yeah. that's amazing that you haven't had any racial. No, wow. yes. I haven't. I have not. I, the, like I literally had to think about it, and I actually it was. This isn't my first time thinking about it. I was able to answer fast because I, with everything going on, I had to sit back and check and think like, hey, have I been like racially profiled? But I haven't. I told you, girl. What I tell you? Yeah, I've seen it a lot overseas in Iraq. I saw it. I mean, it was a lot. I mean, I heard one guy got killed, and when we came into the office, I asked what happened, and the white guys was like, well, somebody got killed, but it doesn't count they wasn't american you know like their life didn't matter and it was a person from another country that came to come work for the company and it was a lot of inappropriate oh stuff my that God. I heard right i've heard stuff like that i've heard stuff like that as well but like not to that extreme but like little sl- little slick little stuff like that regarding people from different countries oh. but i personally have never experienced it no well adonis yeah. i always tell <laughs> lo that she's my whitest friend <laughs> so that I swear. Mm-hmm. The clarification right there. <laughs> but what is that? Yeah. That ha- but I'm not though. I'm not your whitest friend. I just might sound the way that I sound, but I'm definitely not your whitest friend. I'm not mm-hmm. like I know these people can't see me, but I'm not. I'm far from fair complexion. I I'm fair I'm I'm not. I'm a brown skinned girl. She is a brown skinned so girl, it, but it's not like mm-hmm. I look Caucasian. But you you don't look Caucasian, but that's I did not even know that about you either. I be learning so much about you on this podcast. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, I always just say that, but it's just a joke. That's just our little ongoing little yeah. joke. I don't think that you're white, you know, but. Right, right. Um, But that is amazing to know that. Um, mm-hmm. But, and that's, you're lucky because it's a terrible feeling. Um, Right. Anyway, but moving on to the next question. So the next question is, what do you think that we can do collectively as a people to help improve or cause change for our future generation? What we're doing now, personally. Talking about it. This yeah. is the era we're yeah. living. Yeah, well, this is the this is the era we're living in. The social media, the the mm-hmm. the posting, the blackouts, mm-hmm. the, all of that is stuff that needs to be happening because it's never happened before so i think now we have all these celebrities involved in it all these corporations these different businesses promoting black businesses like putting it out there that we're a strong race with or without we can do it so i think what's happening now is like the best way because i feel like it's 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 the only way it's the only way we know how at this point and that's a double-edged question you know uh, i agree with her um with love what we're doing now bringing awareness to it but as well as um i think white people and then the rest of the world need to ask what what can they do like you know to listen i like what george bush said he, he was like hey right now is not time to lecture not right now it's time to listen you're talking to a hurt people mm-hmm. you know what I mean? so to to have empathy and understand and say okay hey not like a kid that's always just tattling daddy daddy, 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 daddy. no he has a, a legitimate complaint you know so listen because there's a lot of hurt people out there and they need to figure out um where do we go from here as far as their relationship is with with the past and with the present and how we've been treated and um if they want change then i think that's 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 what we all need to um, and the biggest change is going to come once we start voting that's that's like when these elections open up we, I really, really hope that people don't make the same mistake like right. before. Right. right. Well, I think that um, 
And at the same time, I think that we're an intelligent enough species to know when when something is wrong, wrong is wrong, mm-hmm. you know. So a lot of these things should never, ever even be um, something that we have to, to, to just vote on. I think just humanity is something that some things should not even be considered law, you know. Right. It's so. like a, a God-given gift to know that's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Get these people out of there. Yeah, yeah. When we see issues going on and we see these the, the, the people that's in positions um, allowing these things to happen, that, that's a crime. You know, that's, that's, that's poor leadership. Yeah. Well, I think... Um, like my my dad would love to to hear me say this but he uh has this thing where he talks about direct democracy and i really think that that's very important so how direct democracy works is the people we get together as a community and we speak collectively on what we want our community to be like or to look like and then we make it happen so um it's not enough of that going on you know with communities working to to change things now i can't tell you exactly how i can start that in a community but i feel like my family is my community so maybe you know we could start as a family or a group of friends you know just by meeting and seeing how we could encourage the youth to want to learn more uh, and to want to um, go to other countries and experience things so that they can be um, more knowledgeable about how to treat people. Not just white people, just all people, you know? Because you can have judgment on people from other countries as well, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's just my thought. That's true. But, uh, and I want to. I would want to start with myself, and by starting with myself, I would want to educate myself more about things, and have open discussions with the youth mm-hmm. whenever I get a chance. Like when we get together, me, you, Lo, uh, Adonis, you know how we get together. We want to focus our conversation yeah. on um, positive things and include the kids so that they can take away some positive mm-hmm. energy on you know mm-hmm. anyways um the y'all oh, what, how long have we been talking let's see <laughs> oh we're at 38 minutes so uh do y'all have anything else y'all want to add um in the closing remarks um no just basically to just to tell everyone to just keep doing what we're doing peacefully if possible preferably I mean of course we violent not like violence is not the way clearly but you know just get your point find different ways to get your point across you don't have to be violent and just continue continue what we're doing like what we're doing is working so far from what I can see and I feel like us all coming together in numbers that's going to speak louder than any um anything else yeah unifying and organizing Mm -hmm. that's I think those are important. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Adonis, we want to thank you again for joining yes, us. Yes, thank you. Um, exactly. Oh, appreciate oh, it. Oh no, I was saying, I was just saying, I, I appreciate y'all just having me on today. So, and yeah, Adonis, tell us where they can, people can follow you because he 
he can sing, y'all. And his music, okay. he writes his Why don't you, music. you know, bust a little note real quick? <laughs> Might as well bust a little note real quick, give him a preview. <laughs> well, y'all can uh, check me out. I'm on uh, Instagram under Adonis827. That's A-D-O-N-I-S. I mean, he writes his own music. It sounds awesome. Lo, I'm going to have to probably, uh, no, you can follow him. You go follow him so you can hear some of mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah, go follow him. Okay. He ain't giving y'all nothing for free. Y'all need to go follow him. <laughs> My brother-in-law need to be getting paid. Okay. That's his yeah, talent. No. <laughs> he is awesome. He can right. sing. I wish he, it, you sure you don't want to give us a little, little snip snip? Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you putting them on the we can put them on the let's spot. See, let's, see, let's, see, let's see what I got. Let's see what I got okay. to say. Let's see. Your love is like an autumn breeze. It's like I'm dreaming a fantasy. An innocent love, just like a child. It keeps me cool. The things get wild. The question ponders. Where would I be in this world so dark with no light to guide me? But your love shines on me as bright as the sun. It brings life to my soul like a rose in autumn. Your love brings life, like an autumn breeze. And time stands still when I'm away from you thanks for listening to tea don't forget to like subscribe and tell a friend about our podcast and remember we are always sending you a cup of positivity